Well, welcome. What we're going to be uh, talking about today and, and learning more about is the power of relationship. And I think what's really vital when we're getting to uh, understand relationship is that you can have relationships with um, so many different people on so many different levels. But what's the most important thing is to understand and accept where the relationship is moving towards. Because in everything there is movement. There's movement in terms of where you've come from to where you're moving to. And so if you think of relationship in terms of direction, you can understand if, you know, think of somebody that you're moving away from. Okay, so when you understand when you become empowered, you can start to get a feeling that when you're near somebody, they're either moving with you or they're moving against you. And so the power of relationship, of understanding, um, you know, in context where people are at, is one of the first keys that we need to, um, I guess, identify with ourselves because sometimes the people who are moving away from us are the people that we are in relationship with in terms of within a marriage or within a um, business or, you know, within a community that's really important. And so, you know, the understanding that I have is that if a relationship feels as if it's moving apart, then there's two possible ways. Firstly is that you're growing in different directions and that it possibly might mean that you're about to go and collect a different feeling and they're collecting a different feeling of which you can come back together and you can unify and then grow stronger together. And so it's recognizing if you understand where the direction is because, you know, sometimes what I found certainly within my relationship with my husband is that we can be moving in the same direction, we can be completely aligned, something can happen and we shoot off in opposite directions. And that can be for a period of weeks, it can be a period of days, it can be just for a few hours, or it could be months on end. And so, you know, when I speak to other couples that, you know, have very, very successful relationships, which is what I desire to have, that they're understanding that the, there is a directional relationship that we can start to understand and, and allow. And that's what's really important is that when you're a whole person, when you're interdependent, you're not dependent on somebody, then it's okay for them to be moving. And what's really important is when they're moving that you care about the direction they're moving in but you're not controlling the direction that they're moving in. Because everybody has a specific journey that they need to be on. And, you know, I've been in a relationship once before where I felt controlled and I've been in a relationship where I did the controlling. And I know that, you know, it's not sustainable. The challenge can be is that if you try to hold somebody back because it's bringing up fear or resistance within you, then eventually that person's going to shake you off anyway because you become a hindrance. But then at the same time, if somebody is controlling you and holding you back, then you, you kind of feel that, well, am I wrong to want to go and explore that because do I owe this person something? Um, you know, based on the, the contract that we seem to have emotionally, it feels wrong or it feels in contrast to what was our original intention and therefore it's bringing up resistance in me so I will literally hold myself back until that person's ready to move to the next level. And so you get this holding pattern within relationships and they start to starve. 
starve off each other and neither person, neither party is happy. And so when this happens, I guess the challenge can be is that you need to address the issue as soon as possible. And the first way to address it is to go back internally to the original intention. And what I've generally found is that my original intentions in a relationship, when the contracts have changed, but the intention is still there, that they can create confusion. And when there's confusion in a relationship, that's where the rules start to break down. And in fact, not only do we recognise that there's breakdowns, we start to accept the fact that perhaps it's better that it breaks apart for a period of time. Now that doesn't mean that you physically go in different directions or you move into a different premises or you no longer do um, business together or you no longer live together. It means that you literally leave each other alone until you come up with some more clarity and create a new intention for where you're moving towards. And so relationships can be quite tender. Now you imagine the relationship of a forest, okay, where everything is interdependent upon each other. And so yes, that the tree can survive on its own, but it does so, um, so much better when it has sunlight. And in fact, it reaches for the sunlight every single day to create nourishment. And then when it's nourished, then parasites come onto the tree and it wraps itself around the tree and it gets nourishment from the actual tree. To the point where sometimes that parasite can come onto the tree and it can strangle parts of the tree and take all the nourishment and kill the tree and it can thrive. And so for me, I've always recognized in relationship when it felt like somebody is becoming more of a parasite than they are an interdependent, you know, traveler on, on this journey of life. And you know, when somebody's sucking the life force out of the relationship, they're not just strangling the relationship, they're strangling the other person. And you know, as I said, I think I've been on both sides of that in the past. And what's really important is that when you're getting your energy from somebody else, it's very, very addictive and it's very, very challenging to stop. Because the fear is if I can't get it from that person and I can't get it from myself, then I can't survive. And so it can take you back into a survival mechanism, which is I'll fight to the death, you know, whatever I need to do um, to be able to drain this person's energy. And that can continue on in relationship well after the formal part has disappeared. And I know for me, you know, a relationship that, that I had that seemed to linger for a period of time and wouldn't heal, and it didn't make too much sense because it didn't seem like that much of a significant relationship compared to the relationship that I found myself in. But at the same time, there was something that was still lingering. There was something there that was still of hurt or there was something there that was still of significance. And so I think it's important to recognize that, you know, in each relationship that you have, there are lessons that you need to learn. And if you haven't picked up that lesson, then perhaps when you hear that person's name or that person you know that is going to be at a certain function that you're going to attend, it can actually have physiological effects on you. You can become stressed, you can become hypersensitive, you can become worried about your appearance, you can um, lose confidence, you can, um, all sorts of things, you know. And I know that the people that I was closest to could always um, sense in me this level of uncertainty, you know, because there was a panic that seemed to come in and it was, it was almost to the point that, um, you know, it was, 
It was unconsciously incompetence. I didn't know what I didn't know about the lesson that I was meant to find in that relationship. And so for me, part of becoming more empowered was learning a lot more about why we have the relationships that we have and then how they're meant to serve us, how long in duration they go for. You know, is it possible to even imagine that you can have relationships across lifetimes? Is that a, a, a story or a discussion that you've ever contemplated before? And so, you know, for me, as I, as I went along this freaky trail and I started to meet other people and they had all sorts of different information for me. And, um, you know, I started to gather in my toolbox the possibility, you know, that perhaps here we are in a relationship with somebody that we've had a relationship with in the past. And it was interesting, I had turned on Oprah Winfrey one day and they had a specialist that was doing this type of work and they brought in um, relationships that were um, causing great amounts of strain. And he would explain what had been going on through his process that he did of, of hypnotherapy or whatever he was utilising as, um, as his form or as his tool. And um, I, was, I was absolutely fixated on this television. And uh, they had a brother and a sister there and, um, you know, the, they just hated each other. They'd always hated each other. And um, one had tried to kill the other one from a very young age and, and done all sorts of things that the parents had to keep on separating them. And they just, they just never knew why they just hated, hated each other so much. And he did this process and, you know, he found out that there'd been some trauma. And, you know, this, this whole thing unfolded. Now, is Oprah Winfrey uncovering something that none of us knew? I'm not sure. But, you know, certainly I know, um, once again, I, I'm not asking who's saying what. I'm listening to what's being said. And for me, it unlocked a real key to go, maybe in past relationship, there'd been something that had brought up such a huge scar or such a huge amount of trauma that when it was revisited, there was unfinished business. There was something there that just didn't stack up because the evidence that I had didn't make sense based on the emotional trauma that I was feeling. And certainly what it did was it released a whole bunch of options for me to consider. And that's all I'm saying in your relationship. Perhaps you're in a relationship right now or you're not in a relationship right now for a reason. And so if you just think about that reason, you know, firstly, if I'm not in a relationship, why am I not in a relationship? Am I 100% empowered? Am I feeling 100% in control? Is it that I could serve somebody to the level that I want to serve them or am I not yet able to serve myself to the level that I want to serve myself? And, you know, what I, what I found for me was that this was the challenge, is that because I had disempowered myself so much within relationship is that I no longer had confidence inside of myself. And so the damage that was done there was an internal damage and it wasn't done from that person. Nobody can do anything to me. Nobody can make me feel sad. Nobody can um, make me feel anything. I have to take ownership of it first of all and say, why was I so devastated? Why was I so... Um, you know, lost or, or whatever was the outcome that I experienced and what was it that took me seven months to recognise that, you know, actually I'm okay on my own and I'm quite, you know, good about myself and my identity and I choose to go back into a relationship but there's still a lingering 
there's still a lesson that's there from the past. You know, what is that about? And so this is part of the empowerment journey is understanding that your relationship that you have with your mother, is it going to evolve, is it going to change? And certainly I know as a female it's changed considerably after having three children in the same time frame that she did. There's a huge amount of interest, there's a huge amount of compassion and I'm so grateful that I've got the opportunity to be able to talk openly about that now because I'm, I'm now a lot more um, forgiving and I'm a lot more understanding of the situation that she found herself in. I have a lot more compassion and I have a lot more gratitude for the help that I get. And so my relationship with my father, you know, has that evolved, has that changed over a period of time? You bet. You know, being brought up in a family where, you know, this father figure was such on a pedestal to being a teenager and being mates, you know, and then understanding that, you know, as, as things um, move on in your life and the significance they can have to your children is hugely important. So now I see him as the grandfather that I want for my kids to have instilled some of those character traits that he has. And so it's, it's recognising that across the board things are going to evolve and they're going to change. So can we actually dictate the relationship that we're going to have? You know, is it possible to um, direct a relationship in, into the area that we want it to go in? And you know, that was something that I was really interested in. I knew that you know, when Kent and I got married, I was so happy that, you know, we'd got married. There were areas of our life that I really desired to polish up and to have better. And I remember one of my friends saying, be careful what you wish for. And I absolutely took that on board because I remember saying, you know, when Kent is this and that and so empowered and very, very powerful, um, then this is what our life will be like. And it was nothing like I imagined. And so, you know, sometimes we direct it into an area that we presume is going to take us to more happiness. But the thing that I found was that if I couldn't be happy right now within that relationship and the way that it was working, then adding more things to it was certainly not going to take me to a more successful place in that relationship. You know, what was most important is that I could shed away a lot of the emotion and become more authentic in that relationship. And then so as we travelled, we shed more and shed more and shed more to be able to have a very, very basic relationship based on a few key principles. And you have to decide your roadmap for those few key principles, whether they be trust, you know, integrity, spontaneity, fun, um, adventure, what is it that's important to you in relationship? You know, I've got friends that are my serious friends, you know, that I go to when I want to discuss things that are serious. And I've got friends that I wouldn't even try to discuss things that are serious. You know, when I um, started in those friendships, it was completely frivolous and I enjoy that, um, that opportunity to be able to be that little kid again. And so when you're initiating a relationship with anybody, Make sure that when, when you get started in that relationship, your intention is very, very clear. Because intentions can then lead to situations down the track where you can rely on that relationship. And it can be the opposite. If when you meet somebody and you're not clear with your intention, 
and you're not giving it the quality of time that it needs and that person then you know can literally um, give you a lesson down the track and I'll, I'll give you an example I, I um, had um, suspected that I was pregnant with my first child and um, I was so excited and I had been to the doctor and they were delivering the results and so I was in the car and I had a couple of the um, team members with me and um, it was confirmed and I couldn't contain my excitement I was so happy and so I mentioned it um, to them and they were so happy and so then I went back to the office because we were doing a, a filming for the head office and then I had a meeting with the new gentleman who was taking over our territory as a franchisor, so master franchisor. And um, when he had asked to meet with me, he was like, I'll just meet for five minutes, I just want to pop my head in and say good day and, and see what you're up to and then um, that'd be wonderful. Well anyway, so we did the filming and of course I was so excited because I wanted to go home and, and celebrate with Kent and we'd organised to you know, have the afternoon and go for a walk and all sorts of things. And so when this gentleman turned up, he was like, come on out now, can I get you um, lunch? Can I get you afternoon tea, dinner? You know, let's just sit down and I thought we'd just take an hour or so. And, and I was like, oh, you'd said it was five minutes. And he went, oh. And I said, oh, I've really, I've really only got a couple of minutes. Is there anything that you need to discuss? Because, you know, I've got some other things that I needed to do and I didn't realise it needed so much time. He's like, no, 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 I just wanted to meet. I said, oh, good, okay, so what are your plans? And we had a really quick chat, but to be honest, I wasn't present. And I was a bit annoyed, um, and I guess that I was feeling a little bit resentful, and, um, and I was a bit frustrated. So they were probably the emotions that I was feeling. Now, if you met someone that you'd made an appointment with, that you were going to have a long-term business relationship with, and that's the way that they treated you, would you enjoy that beginning to that relationship or would that be very challenging? And I could see so clearly later on when I revisited how that relationship initiated that that was going to be a great challenge later on for me. But during the process, of course, I was so caught up in what was going on for me that it never even crossed my mind. And so, you know, when I, nine months later, and we kept clashing because we had massive values mismatches, huge amounts of communication breakdown in that he'd communicate one thing, we're meeting for five minutes and then expect to meet for an hour. Or we're gonna be doing this and then we'd meet and we'd be doing something else. And so for me, being the type of personality that I am, the type of person that I am, um, you know, I was probably a real challenge in that situation. But I do remember that at one stage I thought, well, I just want to meet his wife because to me, if someone's in relationship with somebody, it says a lot more about that person. And so it gives me a depth of character. And I remember I absolutely just loved his wife. And I had a really great afternoon with her and chatting and I thought, oh, I just love her. She is an amazing woman. There must be more to him that I'm not seeing. Because, you know, you can fool certain people, but you can't fool somebody that you're in a relationship with for a long period of time. And so, you know, I, I basically thought, oh, well, there you go. There's just something that I'm missing there because she is a truly wonderful woman. And, you know, 10 months later when we're in mediation because um, this gentleman had uh, let all of my franchisees go without um, having to pay out any of their contracts or any of their things when I was on maternity leave, having had a big clash with my business partners, um, I recognised that there was almost a vendetta, almost a, um, a feeling of satisfaction that was going on. 
Now, it was interesting because I had legal counsel there from the company and I, I voiced this. I said, you know, I just think that for some reason he didn't like me. Maybe there's like a personal thing that's going on. He said, oh my goodness, he would never let a personal thing get in the way of a business deal. He's, a, you know, he's been in business for that long. That would never be the case. And so I asked him. I asked him in front of the legal counsel and it was incredible that he said, you know, you've never liked me, you've never given me time, you've never um, respected my decisions, you know, and, and out came this and the legal counsel got up very, very quickly, you know, and took him out of the room and, and he came back and he said, we'll make good, you know, as much as we can and, you know, this, this you know, is a very, very urgent matter that needs to be addressed and needs to be spoken to. But for me, it was very empowering from the situation that I could see very clearly my level of responsibility. Because if something's cryptic in a relationship, then you need to take ownership as well and say, how did I contribute to this person feeling so hostile around me? You know, and, and I can do that, and I understand I do that, and people close to me say that I do it. I say, you know, sometimes you can be so harsh with people and you just shake them off and you leave them feeling devalued. And that was a real lesson for me within that relationship and it, and, and it caused us a huge financial burden, you know, but you know what? What was great about it was that I could learn from it and that when I understood it and I could apologise genuinely and in fact later on we fixed that relationship and we healed that relationship and we went on and did some incredible business later on which was wonderful. But until I stopped and actually looked at what the intention was now that was no different in this other relationship that I had when I recognised that as I grew within the relationship it put pressure on the other person to realise that unless they grew that this wasn't going to last and so sometimes the best way to feel significant is to pull other people down and so you still feel significant because you can get just as much power from making people feel insignificant as you can from lifting and doing good things up and getting significance that way. And so, you know, there was a lot of public humiliation. There was a lot of picking on me, bullying kind of energy, saying nasty things, um, you know, withdrawing of love and, and no talking. And yet when I looked at the, you know, the beginning of that relationship, it was all skewed. It was all all set up in the wrong way and so for me what was really important was that in the next relationship that I was about to begin I needed a clear break and certainly going into that relationship and realizing that a clear break was needed so that there was a very clear intention and so for seven months what I recognized was I needed to get back into relationship with myself and so you know who was I who was Kate who was Kate in relation to others, who was Kate in relation um, to her community, whatever it was. And, you know, I travelled for a long period of time of that. And um, what I found was after that seven months, there was a certainty that was back inside that, you know, I was certain that, it, you know, I was a good person and that, you know, I, I had great relationships all my life and that this was kind of a lesson and this was a one-off and that didn't certainly wasn't indicative of what my entire life was going to be but it was certainly a backward step and so when I took a backward step it was I was able to you know get down and actually pick up the lesson and understand that I lost myself within that relationship and I became such a parasite that I was trying to live off somebody else's energy 
because I couldn't get the energy for myself. And so it was very important that I grounded myself and got my own nutrients and I found my own way back. Now that's happened several times within you know, the decade or so that I've been married that I've realised that I'm living off other people and I've become dependent in certain areas of my life and I need to realise I need to take a break from that and I need to ground myself and get myself clear again. And so it's more of a mental shift. The mental shift that in relationship that you can start to understand that sometimes you're going to need space to grow and other people within your team are going to need space to grow. And firstly, what's the direction of the relationship? And identify, yes, we're moving apart. And what I would always do was be, you know, talk to my coaches and talk to my leaders and say, am I missing something? Is this, is this the end of this chapter or are we just in a, in a breathing spot? And often people would say, you know what, it's definitely not the end. There's still more for you to um, work together, but you just need, you know, to separate for a period of time and go about different periods of growth. And, and you know, then you can accept that. That's okay. And then as you start moving back together again, it's so exciting because that internal feeling of, oh, good, 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 we're going to come and get aligned again and then we're going to take this relationship to the next level. And that's what's fun about that. You know, you need to do that internally with yourself. You know, have you got a good enough relationship with yourself that you can take it to the next level when you choose and you can trust yourself implicitly that you are going to deliver a performance that's worthy of, you know, accolades from yourself, which is the most important. Are you going to be the strong one when others are falling down? Are you going to be the one who's going to set the rules and keep to the rules and always be consistent and concise and clear with your communication and say, you know, I just get the feeling that there's a breakdown here. And that's okay because maybe I have responsibility here that, you know, did you know that the first time that we met that this was what would happen? And, and when that all came out and that story got explained, there was a huge aha moment on all sides because a lot of people that were watching that relationship still couldn't understand where the breakdown had occurred because they weren't within the relationship. And so it's really, really important to, um, you know, put the brakes on and, you know, sometimes just slow down to speed up. And certainly, you know, otherwise you can end up heading for a complete disaster and a crash zone that you don't want to go to. Because trust me, when you crash and burn, in relationship it sometimes takes a lot longer to heal and it's far far better to have an understanding as you're going throughout the relationship that you know maybe once a week once a month once a quarter we need to really sit down and we need to have you know some eye-to-eye contact and and understand what's going on for us in this moment and um, and be accepting that we're going to grow and we're going to change but you know this is the way I feel when I'm near you and I feel I'm moving in an opposite direction and it's not forever but if I don't go find myself over here, then I would think I'm really going to regret not doing that. And, and giving that person space and understanding to say, you know what, you're free, just go, just go do it. If you'd be happier over there, then please go do it because I'd rather the kids have someone happy around them um, than someone who's miserable. And if that means you need two weeks, a month, six weeks, whatever, do whatever it takes. You know, imagine having that much empowerment within your life to recognize that it's okay that you are completely interdependent on the people that are around you and you utilize their strengths and their skills so that when you need time out you get it 
and when they need time out they get it. And that's what really, really successful, to me, really, really successful relationships kind of emulate is each person stretching on their own journey but choosing to do it together side by side. So I hope that that gives you some more clarity and uh, enjoy you having a look at you know, what were some of the intentions of the relationships that you have and if they're breaking down then maybe revisit and set a brand new fresh intention. Have a great week. This presentation is designed for educational and informational purposes only. The workshop materials and presenters information contained within in no way provide legal, tax or investment advice to participants. The information presented is designed to provide participants with reference material towards creating the success they desire. Unauthorised copying, public performance, broadcasting and renting of this material in whole or in part is strictly prohibited. If you would like more information, please go to www.leisureseekers.com.au